If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. So I'm super stoked. I'm just getting into it. We have a box to open. Yeah. We received something from somebody in Patreon. I have my own little vlogging camera now. I'm kind of excited about it. I feel like Chris. <laughs> you feel like me? I do. You make it look so fun and exciting. Do I? Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'll vlog you then. Hey guys. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about the vlogging thing. I just uh, vlogged my plants earlier and I, I hope that it's enjoyable. And we're now opening a box. And I just cut it open and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty excited because from my understanding, it's a journal. What's in the box? So they wrote Peaches and Chris. I'm going to read it as Chris and Peaches, so. Because the man's name is supposed to go first? Yes. Says with special thanks. Oh, there's a lot in here. Okay, I'm gonna read this off camera. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I always see people on TikTok making these. And I love how they look. Like they're so artistic and creative. And I've always wanted to make one. I just, it's so overwhelming for me. I get overstimulated and it's too much. I love this. I wanna unwrap it, but I don't wanna break it. The hell is that? It's a journal. Right, but why is there so many different colored papers in there? Okay. I figured it out. Okay, so she wrote, this is a big chunky, LOL. If you take out all the extras, paper clipped in it should be thinned out a bit. Lots of writing space in here. Enjoy. So I'm going to read the Discord name, and it's from Geeky Corgi. Okay. I am so stoked. She made this, like... Little cards and shit in here. Oh, I'm going to get so... I am going to medicate myself later. And I'm going to have a... I'm going to have a blast with this journal. I'm very excited for tonight. Is your stuff already in there? Yeah. So there's like little things paper clipped that you can go through and look at. Mm -hmm. There was... Um, where did it go? Yeah, there's like little pockets. And she said there's writing space. I'm going to have so much fun with this. I think I'm going to add some like watercolor painting and stuff in here. Yeah. I look at the little bookmark. I'm so stoked. A lot of things to look at. There's bees and birds. and This is very fun for me and my autistic brain. Thank you. 
I love receiving things. Okay, you can end the vlog. Thank you for doing that. Do you want to look at it? The book? I'll look at yeah. it later. I'll oh, look at it later. Okay. We, we have, we're kind of crunched for time. Okay. If we can get done by 5.15, 5.30, that would be super gangster. If not, I mean, it is what it is. I would rather not have to do this over two, two days. Okay. So if we jump into it, let's just th three or four emails and call it. Guys, normally we give you a whole lot of banter in the beginning of these things, but this is the fifth time this week that we've recorded. Is it? It feels like it. I know that we recorded earlier. We recorded episode 30 and 35. Well, I guess maybe that's a lie. Five times is not accurate because there was a four-day break between 30 and 35 or 30.5. Yeah. But we've done a lot of a lot of shit since then, so all the stuffs. Okay, so the first email is called Be Single or Learn to Follow. Okay, before you do that, um, I need to let everyone know that we have two short orders that are going to be dropping on July 16th. It is a Sunday night. Um, short orders will be going live. In the evening, we, we actually will be going live Sunday at 7 p.m. to read um, expedited okay. emails. And I will announce the time that the shirts drop during that live stream. So they will be going live July 16th, which is a Sunday, and it will be going live at nighttime. So July 16th, the accountability shirt will be dropping, mm -hmm. which is the You're the Problem one. Yep. And the tattoos are not just for sailors and whores. So... And we'll have, hopefully we'll have the shirts before them so that we can get them modeled and thrown into Discord, but we'll see. I'm very excited about the accountability shirt. Yeah, I am too. It looks good. They sent me the proof today. Yeah? Yep. We got to get stickers made. Okay. So now you can go with the email. That was the housekeeping. Okay. Housekeeping. <laughs> you tickle me. Housekeeping. <laughs> All right. Be single or learn to follow. Hi, guys. I absolutely love your content. I've been following you on TikTok for a few months now, listening to the pod. And just joined the Patreon last night because, damn, I need more of this energy in my life. Love that. Thank you both for putting the massive amount of time and energy into this that you do alongside everything else in your lives. Thank you for recognizing how much time we put into this because <sighs> it's a lot. It really is a lot. It's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of time. Yeah. Sunday mornings have become my designated morning with the kids. Yeah. So we go to the park for a few hours and we roam the Lowe's Garden Center and get donuts and stuff. I don't get a donut. The kids get a donut. Just a fun Sunday. Yeah, we don't get donuts anymore. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. I'm going to order you a Joby pod. A what? A Joby pod. What is that? The Gorilla Pod thing that I use. <gasps> oh, hell yeah. It'll be here tomorrow. Um, I don't know if it'll be here in time for us to go to the garden, though. Okay. That's okay. I will finagle. I will do my best. You don't, you didn't have to, but you are for free. And I know myself and so many others really, really fucking appreciate it. Well, if you enjoy what we're doing, the best thing that you can do to support what we're doing is to share the content. Mm -hmm. The fact that you joined the Patreon says a lot, but for those of you who don't want to donate or give us anything monetarily, or you're just not there, sharing the content is by far the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. The more people that see our shit, the more likely we are to grow the channel. The bigger our channel gets, the more people we can hire the bigger we can go, yada, yada, yada. Thank you. <laughs> that was fantastic. I think you hit it was, everything. It was the yada, yada, yada that did it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought so. Very I felt nice. like that was the the final, the Parmesan that was like shredded on top of the meal there. Mm. All right. So for the advice, I have a unique situation. Okay. Should I learn to follow or be fully single? Oh, are you in like a situationship? Yeah, we need details. I am in a DS 
dom sub relationship with my friend of nearly five years. We have a deep trust and connection with each other and our personalities go together like peanut butter and jelly. And yet you're not committed to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. My soul's at peace right now. That was such loud thunder. I know it's dark outside. Hopefully that rain stops before we go get sushi tonight. Why is that? Because I don't want to get wet and then get in my car. I don't care if it rains on the way there. Mm -hmm. On the way back, it needs to be dry. Yeah. Walking from the building to the car. <laughs> you don't want to mess up your hair. No, not at all. I know you put a lot of time into it. I, I appreciate did. the yeah, things you do. It's a lot of work. It, it's a lot to look like this. I love that you love to look pretty for me. Okay. I am 27. He is 36. We are not in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. And in fact... The option for one is not even on the table because we both agreed when we started this DS dynamic six months ago. We have more growth to do to be the people we want to be before we get into a relationship with anybody, period. He is one and a half years out of a three-year-long relationship that was turning him into a man he didn't want to be. So during this past year, he took time to heal and is just now feeling like he is the man he needs and wants to be. But still imagines two to three years before you can even think about getting into another relationship or seriously dating again. It's a very long time. That is. That's also how how can you know? Right. In yeah, three years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. I think he's got his cake. Yeah. And he's eating it too. Mm -hmm. Yep. My last relationship was when I was 20 and I've been single dating for the last seven years with nothing significant happening. Just a lot of okay dudes with wavering commitment. And I wanted to choose my next relationship very carefully and intentionally. I took the last year off dating because I figured if I keep finding low quality men who don't want a relationship, I must be the problem somehow. So I stopped altogether and focused on my healing and became a better woman. Then in October, he and I reconnected at a friend's birthday, and the chemistry and sexual tension was through the roof. We started hanging out again and kicked off our dynamic. So this past October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like nine months ago. We started hanging out again and kicked off our dynamic. He's a strong leader, incredibly inspiring, and has a deep well of love, adoration, and generosity that he gives to me openly, and I reciprocate. One thing that's very clear, intentional focus in our dynamic is that he is, oh, one thing that is a very clear intentional focus in our dynamic is that he is learning how to lead and I am learning how to follow. How old did she say she was? 27. Okay. So for seven years, she's not been in a relationship. Right. And now she's in this weird situation shit. So as issues become, as issues come up between the two of us. That um, that makes me uncomfortable. He's learning to lead and I'm learning to follow. This is all strictly in a very sexual DS relationship, though. Right. That's unhealthy, in my view. It could be. It could be a foundation for something great if they have more in uh, connection, more in, more in common. Don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Mm. If they have more in common than just sex, then yes, it could be a good thing. Because sex is a huge part of relationships for people. Right. Especially if they have those type of needs and they're able to fulfill each other's mm -hmm. wants in that. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because if she's in love with this dude and wants to be in a relationship and he's aware of that and is still right. 
I'm not ready for that, but let's keep doing what we're doing. It's a problem for me too. I'm getting ahead of myself. I need to dial it back because I do agree with you. If they're on the same page of we work great, just let's take things a little bit slow. And as issues come up between the two of us, the corrections, communication and support continue to strengthen our bond after each conversation. I'm becoming a better woman and he is becoming a better man as a result of this whole dynamic. It's also showing me how much stuff I have to clean up internally before I get into a relationship again. As much as I thought I was ready for one, which is embarrassing for me, he has been fully present in helping me handle it in a healthy way and says he genuinely wants to help me as much as I've helped him. No doubt this is reaping massive rewards for both of our personal growth, but it is also an extremely vulnerable process and I'm genuinely a romantic at heart who in the past has let lame men have my time, heart, and attention because my desire for love and connection tainted my vision. And who is to say that you're not doing that now? Well, that's what she's worried about. Right. Well, I mean, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. She's not... It, it sounds to me like they're like, well, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Who's to say that you're not wasting the time? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why there hasn't been a conversation. If they're that meshed, right. why aren't they doing this together with well, an actual title and like doing the thing? He said he doesn't want to. Right. But Why? Because he has his cake. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. He's been single for almost two years. And he's saying he needs another two and a half years, three years. Yeah. I want to know if there are... Like, is there agreement of we're just... We're messing with each other when we're not talking to other people? What is... Because if he's... She said they're friends. There's no, no nothing there. If they're just sexual partners, she really technically shouldn't even be... Yeah, I don't know. So even though they wouldn't ask me to be their girlfriend, I would stay. That pattern embarrasses me. I know he isn't ready to even seriously date yet, but I already feel myself wanting very much to be his partner someday. He is someone that I would wait for. I want to get an outside perspective if I'm helping myself or hurting myself by getting deeply invested in this dynamic, possibly for years to come. We've said we'll keep this up as long as it feels good, supportive, and in alignment of how we respect and honor each other. On one hand, I'm getting an incredible opportunity to learn, grow, and love with the most wonderful man I know who treasures me. On the other hand, I'm doing the same be with a man who doesn't want a relationship with you thing that I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Should I stay, learn, grow, and wait until this man is ready to date? Or is that showing others and myself that I'm getting walked all over again and I'm wasting time? You can learn and grow without him. Yeah. I really think that they need to sit down and be like, she needs to sit down with him and be like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. I want commitment. I want a relationship with you. And if that's not what you want, then when you're ready, come find me. And if Until I, and, then, this is on pause. Right. And if I'm single still, dope. But I'm not going to miss the opportunity to find somebody that truly it finds my value, mm-hmm. sees my worth, and wants to be with me because we're doing what we're doing. Because right now, my sole focus is on you as if we're together, and I don't think that you feel the same way. If there's never been a conversation of that and she's pouring all of her energy into him and he's talking to like two or three other women and he's very seriously interested in one of them, but it's not going anywhere yet. Too too many variables. Too much happening. Mm -hmm. On to the next. Being in your feminine. Hello, beware. This is going to be a long one. How long is a long one? It is three pages. Okay. 
That 19 one really did me in. Yeah. That's a long one. To start, I'm a 23-year-old female who genuinely enjoys all of your content. Your podcast is the first one I've ever listened to and I binged it. Wow. Your Patreon is the first I've ever subscribed to. Your content has reeled me in because I have never found any other advice, opinion style creators online that really appeal to me like the two of you have. Wow. 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 It's crazy. It's crazy that people are drawn to us like that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good too. The the emails that we get, the thank you emails and shit always makes me feel good. The updates make me feel really fucking good. <sighs> yeah. And the Discord community makes me feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Discord community is very overwhelming for me. Yeah, why is that? Because it's just very much always over, just overwhelming. There's so much going on all the time. I log in and I'm constantly tagged. I have like 50 things to look at. I'm missing things. I'm trying to get caught up on things. Things need my attention. I'm getting updates and yeah. And it's very overwhelming love. And sometimes it's suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's almost a thousand mm. people in there. I, I am very much somebody who needs quiet time. Well, that's the beauty of putting your phone down. Yeah. That's why I stay out of there for a few days out of the week. It's just, I get lost in it. Yeah. The next thing I know, it's six o'clock at night. I've met most everything else in the genre of the self-help with a sigh or an eye roll. None of it ever struck a chord with me or inspired introspection like your content has. Though I don't agree with the both of you on every topic, I personally hold a lot of value in open-mindedness, critical thinking, and grounded discussion, and I've found myself really inspired by your content. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep tuning in and lurking on Discord. I love lurking on Discord. Lurking on Discord is fun. Yeah. Yeah, when I don't converse with people and I just, I see things, I'm like, oh, okay, I see you there. <laughs> Sometimes I catch things that nobody else catches, and I react to it because I think it's really funny or cool. Yeah. And I hope they get like a little kick out of, oh, somebody saw it. The actual subject of this email is not relationship centered, but more personal. I am a cis woman who is now trying my best to better myself through consistent self-care and maintenance. And it's got me thinking about how my femininity plays a role in my identity and confidence. I've been surrounded by women my whole life. My father was never in the picture. My grandfather passed when my mom was only 10 years old. I have no siblings, and the adult, only adult male figures in my life growing up were my two gay uncles. <coughs> they both have a feminine energy about them and were absolutely crucial and amazing in helping my mother to raise me. Two of the mes- best men I'll ever know, just not very masculine. I was raised in a home with my grandmother, mother, my two first cousins, and my older cousin's child, all female. That's a lot of estrogen. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine the fights that went down in that house. My mother never even attempted a relationship after I was born. My grandmother, having lost her soulmate so soon and tragic, swore herself to never date or marry again out of grief. Men have never been present in my daily life. I feel like instead of being partnerfied, treated like an SO growing up, what? I feel like instead of being partnerfied, treated like an SO growing up, I was almost partnerfied by my mother. Those two sentences don't make sense to me. Partnerfied? What the fuck is that? Treated like an SO. Okay. Partnerfied? Partnerfied, yeah. Hmm. 
I was there to study her when emotional. I was her comfort and her rock. I've always found myself doing blue jobs. I have, have always taken out the trash, done yard work, tried my hardest to learn to maintain or repair our vehicles. Any dirty or physically demanding thing that needed done was automatically my job. Unclogging drains, taking care of, and training the animals, changing light bulbs, moving furniture, I could go on. Let me scroll back up. Hang on. Why didn't her mom have her mom swore off dating? I don't know. Did she say why? She just said that she didn't. My mother never even attempted a relationship after I was born. I'm not going to assume why. Pushing the blue jobs off onto a child, the jobs that a woman doesn't want to do that a man should be doing, Mm -hmm. and pushing them off onto your kid. If the mom has that fuck all men mindset, then you take on the blue jobs. Right. You get that shit done around the house. You don't push your child to do it. Because you don't want to have a man or a masculine woman in the household to take care of the things that you don't want to. Right. Once I was 16, I joined the workforce and started to help provide financially as my mother and grandmother never held government jobs. They made ends meet through government benefits, odd jobs, child support, and the kindness of other family members. Always wanted to do and was expected to do my part. My first job was working at a feed store. I did so for five years, throwing feed, doing loadouts, filthy warehouse work. Eventually, I went to college for computer science and also earned a vocational degree in computer maintenance and repair technologies. Always in a male-dominated space, fitting in and holding my own. Eventually, I moved on to live out my passion and work with animals, and that's where I am now. I am a full-time, all-around, Jill-of-all-trades kennel technician at my Kenty-based no-kill animal shelter. Whew, that was a mouthful. I love that you work at a no-kill animal shelter. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I found your podcast. I needed something to listen to during the day to drown out all the barking. Oh my God. The one time that all you filthy fuckers (laughs) took, I I spoke to dogs and now it's throwing up in kennels. I'm just saying the algorithm works. Algorithm works. You filthy. It is very difficult work physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. My love for and understanding of the animals in my care keeps, keeps me going. I spend eight hours a day scrubbing and squeegeeing concrete kennels. A lot of rustling dogs soaked by hoses, covered in mud, shit, blood, piss, and puke. I could never. Mm-mm. You... I was already backing into the bush when you said soaked by hoses. I don't do wet clothes. <laughs> it makes me panic. I clean, feed, water, train, and comfort the dogs in my care as though they were my own. I do it because I feel as though they need more than anything, someone to love them while they wait for their forever homes. My mind's just going, in the arms of an angel. I'm suppressing the tears. I'm getting emotional. Or if they never make it out, pass away in our care from age, illness, or injury. Someone to remember them. Animals are God's gift to us. Animals and their welfare are humanity's responsibility. I'm just going to say animals did pretty okay 
on their own. A lot of the domesticated dog breeds we have were breeded for us. Right. We did that. Yep. What's that dog that has a really smashed face? A pug. I don't think God created that. <laughs> I love everything else, though. I don't, I don't want to come across as like shitting on that. Animals are fantastic. I love them. All that being said, I feel as though I have discarded my feminine energy throughout my lifetime. I have never had my nails done. I have never touched any makeup. I wouldn't even know where to begin. All my haircuts have been done by family members over bathroom sinks. I don't wear perfume or lotions and I've never had a skincare routine. I've never worn any shoes besides steel-toed boots or basketball sneakers. I cannot recall the last time I wore a dress or dressed up. I own professional clothes, but nothing pretty. In social settings, I feel completely out of place. I know I'm female, but I feel as though I don't mesh into either space. I'm not confident. I have no self-esteem. I have never felt desirable. Most of these things I can obviously obviously attempt to incorporate into self-care on my own, but it's intimidating. Honestly, the biggest question concerns my relationship. If I want to work towards a traditional relationship, how do I become a feminine peace to my man when I'm always giving masculine energy? How do I make the transition into taking a deep breath, allowing myself into a more feminine role? How do I go about finally connecting with my feminine side besides moments of intimacy I feel like me and my boyfriend have a bonding dynamic more like I'm one of the boys. That would hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah. Why would it hurt your heart? Because I'm not one of the boys. I'm your babe. (laughs) (laughs) I think that comes down to finding a man more masculine than you are. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's also letting go of the reins a little bit, like Mm. she said. Taking that deep breath. Are there any suggestions as to what I can do to start centering myself and presenting more femininely and not just my appearance, but my energy? That's a you question. So. I started changing my thought patterns. When I stopped having like super aggressive thoughts, that's when I was able to like tone myself down a little bit. Lunch hit me and I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, I can tell you're sitting over there pretty quiet. (laughs) Um, Got the itis. I would say have more graceful thoughts. Become more soft to yourself. I used to be a very aggressive. I wore steel toe boots. I was a merchandiser for soda companies for a while, so... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broke a toe once with a pallet jack. Spent the money on steel-toed boots the next day. I was the only woman on a male team, so I get the whole having to be up on par or... We had um we have a, a client of the shop who actually just I think just moved to Tennessee or Louisiana that mm-hmm. um is a welder by trade and she's super feminine. She but she works with the boys and she can hang with the blue collar guys. Mm-hmm. Who you are at work doesn't need to be who you are at home. Right. You can do both. Can definitely do both. I think a lot of that, you know, when it comes to the masculinity and like being in your feminine with your guy, I think that really comes down to finding a manly motherfucker and letting him lead you and and not be combative. Like that comes down to trust. I believe that there's a match out there for everybody in that aspect. I agree with that. I do think that finding a more masculine man put me in my place. That's funny. I mean that in a very positive way, though. Yeah. I really, I do. There is so much fucking hate. I'm gonna get <laughs> oh hate for that statement. Oh my god! Of course they are. I, d- I did a little head nod. I said it jokingly. It's a fucking joke, guys. Relax. Ugh. You being more masculine than me did definitely help me get into my feminine. Yeah. Do you there think? Were- do you think that's because you don't have to worry about shit so much? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like it's not. I don't know. You're able to be dainty. I am you able to be you dainty. You don't have to be a warrior anymore. Yeah. You know, when I was doing hard labor jobs, like I said, I was one of, I for a very long time, I was the only female on an all-male team. I had no female bosses. Like, I was the only one for, like, three or four positions. And, yeah, I adopted that man mentality made the jokes and shit. Did you, do you have any final thoughts on that? Because I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> yes. Love that for you. Um, I mean, I, I said what I had to say. I, I think that really comes down to why, if, if you really feel that way and you want to be in your feminine, why not get your nails done? You, I love you, getting you, my nails You can get your nails done and not have like long cat claws and still be able mm-hmm. to, to, to function at your job. You, you could start taking those steps. You don't have, I mean, there's shit, there's makeup tutorials on YouTube. Yeah. You, you don't, and, and there's, you know, there are women out there who will never wear makeup. You don't have to do that to be feminine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a different door to open for everybody. Yeah. Everybody has a different key to unlock their femininity. I, uh, I really enjoy taking care of my skin. I, I want to be that soft, dainty, graceful, elegant looking lady. When you touch me and you go, I love how soft your skin is. Yes. Well, it's supposed to be. My hands are a fucking mess. I love feeling your very rough hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we're holding hands. Thank you. (laughs) Even though they're callous and beat the piss. Oh, that's the best part. They're a lot better now than they were. But let's get back into the emails. Your mind out of the gutter. You want to know my favorite place to feel that hand? On your throat? Yes. I would have never guessed that by the tattoo. No. I should make it more obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We need a neon sign and wear it with an arrow. His hand belongs here. 
just get choke me daddy tattooed here then i'd really be a disappointment to my mom that would just <laughs> love you mom thanks for watching the podcast i have to cut all that out anyway <laughs> okay so this email is called regarding regarding lesbianism and masculinity okay we talked about this a little bit on on um, Ruminations and Revelations episode four, mm-hmm. which will probably be out before this is, if my memory is correct on the schedule. We'll see. Hello, Chris and Peaches. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I found a lot of personal value in the content that you share. Love that. I love hearing your takes on traditional marriage, masculinity, and femininity. That's just the theme today. Mm -hmm. It actually is because we've recorded ruminations like two hours ago. Yeah. I find myself reflecting on each episode and striving to be better myself for myself and the people I love. Love that. I'm a 25 year old woman and I'm in a six month relationship with my girlfriend who is 27. Okay. The romantic relationship is new, but we've known each other for over. The romantic relationship is new. But we knew each other over years ago playing college rugby and reconnected years later when sparks flew. Okay. We don't live together currently. We don't have the stress of shared income, chores, pets, lives, etc. yet. That's six months. It's good. That is good. But I don't doubt it'll happen when we're ready. I wanted to ask you both your take regarding how a relationship with two women can successfully cover the needs of masculinity while celebrating the inherent femininity between us. I recognize that masculinity isn't inherent to us as women, but it is still incredibly valuable to a healthy, happy life. Yes, it is. And it's actually more prevalent in the, the gay and lesbian community than it is in more heterosexual sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in, in Ruminations and Revelations episode four. I'm not going to repeat it. You guys can go back and watch that video if you want an in-depth thought process on that, but it is very prevalent in your community. For context, her and I both dabbled in masculine traits and have for years. In my past relationships, I was the financial provider as well as a homemaker. Though these were dysfunctional relationships and they failed for many reasons, I took a lot of pride in being the support and being able to carry a relationship. My education and career is 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 in agriculture... A part of my drive is locking down food security and being able to grow and store food no matter the circumstances. It helps that it pays well and there's a lot of job security. My partner is a career woman and she holds a lot of pride in the quality of her work and business. She works in the medical field taking care of primarily older patients and she has an incredible amount of integrity in the care she provides. Plus, she is a power lifter and is incredibly physically capable. Having explored this relationship now for the last few months, I'm recognizing there are parts of her and I both that thrive in being a provider and thrive on being taken care of. I don't understand what the problem is. About to say that's every relationship. Right. You you and I both do that. We both thrive in in taking care of each other. That's that is fucking Mm -hmm. healthy relationship shit. We also thrive in providing for each other. Right. I try to explain that to people all the time when we're when we're doing these conversations. Yeah. Just because you're a stay-at-home wife doesn't mean that you don't provide for us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't take care of me. Like we th- that's that's it. That's teamwork. That's the teamwork that we've been preaching about for 6 fucking months now. It is. I have to ease up on the F bombs. It's only been 6 months. Mm-hmm. It feels like almost it's been 7 years. almost 7 months. Well, yeah. Almost 7 months. 
There are times where she wants to be in charge. She's taking me out. She's making the decisions and I'm grateful to be cared for. On the other side, there are times that I take the lead and I'm making decisions for the two of us and she gets to release the responsibility. I see her trust in me and it builds my confidence. Okay. There's a softness to femininity to the femininity of us both as well. Unmistakably in the time we share in the kitchen and embracing the vulnerability of our feelings. She is the only woman I have ever felt a desire to be a mother with. And it is powerful when I see her with kids. So you mean have children with not like step into the role of a mother for her? Yeah. Okay. I celebrate this relationship and I think very highly of it. We both put in the effort to have healthy communication, set boundaries, and designated check-ins to celebrate our wins and discuss the hardships. I'm recognizing and learning about her and paying attention that she wants to feel safe and she wants to feel protected. She can take care of herself, but she shines when she feels she's in good hands. I'm developing my situational awareness. I'm creating muscle memory and handling and carrying firearms. And I'm working on my physical strength. Love all of that too. I want to have a confidence in myself that is lacking currently, so I'm practicing. I need to do that um, situational awareness video. I've got yeah. all that shit saved and typed up. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. I was going to do it for the men's group, but that might get released. Mm. Like to the masses? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she's practicing. She's mighty, but she's still seven inches shorter than I am, and she can be very jumpy. She's lived a life that makes her prone to a flight response. For me, focusing on my stability, consistency, and reliability makes me feel like I'm a better human and a better partner. It's clear to me that she and I will walk a line in our relationship where we play in both the masculine and the feminine. I anticipate this and will grow and change as we both do as people. I wanted to hear your take as a couple that has lived more life than I have. Do you have advice for a young woman developing her masculinity and is enjoy doing so and for developing developing my femininity and loving that part of myself. Uh, I actually do. And, and so first and foremost, your email was very well written. It was. Yeah. And, and you, you um, used words in the right time. Like it was very easy to read mm-hmm. and listen to. So thank you for that, man. It's so refreshing to get a good fucking clean written email. Me too. Um, I feel the same way. I mean, I want to right, 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 right. Um, this comes down to you guys setting your your expectations, right? So we we talk about all the time when you get into the courting phase, you sit down and you talk about whose jobs are going to be what when you start dating. Mm-hmm. When you move in together, who's going to do what jobs? Make that list. You guys split the, split the chores, split the things that you want to do that are considered blue jobs and pink jobs. And some of you take, you know, each of you take some of each of those things so that you can continue to fulfill those desires that you have in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the situational awareness and the firearm training and going that route is something that I believe everyone should do. I don't think that that's a man thing. Mm-hmm. I think that men are supposed to be the first line of defense for their family in your situation. If you want to be that front line, fucking get it. But your woman should have that too. Yeah. Um, that situ- situational awareness goes a long way. That's something, I, I don't know. I can't stress that enough. I, I think that we are in times that are about to get a whole lot worse. And for people who don't have that natural life experience... There's the only way I can word that. Um, you're going to find yourselves in a, a very sticky situation one day. On the other side of that, the femininity thing, you guys doing the check-ins and celebrating and being emotionally vulnerable and, and doing the kitchen thing, like it sounds to me like you have a super healthy relationship. Yeah. It sounds like you guys just have to iron out 
Who is what? Right. Duty. Just, yeah. Just lay out the expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm, when we go to restaurants, I'm be the one my back to the wall. Yeah. Okay, babe. Like you're going to take care of the cars. Okay. It's just mm-hmm. simple conversations. You guys already have the communication down. Yeah. I, I, that's easy. That was an easy one. You guys, I got to be honest. You sound like you're going to win. Mm-hmm. I think you guys should do because she mentioned both of them embracing their femininity. Mm-hmm. I think you guys should do spa date nights. There you go. You know, where you exfoliate your skin and if we have that, what is it, a jacuzzi tub where we can both sit in it? Well, what do you mean? Out on the porch or in the bathroom? In the bathroom. It's a jacuzzi tub. Yeah. So if you were both able to fit into the tub, have like a little bath night together and do hair masks and shit. You know, that that could be an intimate thing too. Yeah. Not only will it help embrace the femininity, it's going to drive a, a bonding connection mm-hmm. between the two of you. Yeah, we have we have intimate connections when we both get in the tub. Mm-hmm. I don't get in there with you very often, but no, you don't. I love it when you do that. I don't like baths. It's just too much time. Like you can sit in there for three hours. I can, yeah, and I have. I, uh, if I take a shower for more than ten minutes, I'm too long in the shower. No, I am very selfish when it comes to my self care. It's not selfish. It's necessary. Yeah, you're aware. You know that you need it. You take the time. It's it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office, more than once actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and that happens once a week i've been skipping it like the first i had a bath last week that's the first time in like two weeks i've had one i need to take one this week oh we have free time we do I'm we get, get so much stuff done over we this get weekend one more episode recorded before saturday We'll be on our normal schedule next week. Oh. Yeah. The house is going to look so good in two weeks. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing for most of the weekend. Yeah, me too. Where have you found value in strengthening your femininity as a man and your masculinity as a woman? And has it served you in your marriage? Um, I don't... I don't subscribe to the thought of the femininity the way that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Being able to talk about my emotions is not a feminine aspect, in my opinion. Right. She worded that way. It's not a thing for me. Everybody has emotions. It's not a masculine or feminine thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think of, I mean, maybe you can. I can't think of a single thing about me that that is in the feminine. Is there? I mean, am I blind to that? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. I need a Jeopardy theme song. I can't think of a single thing about you that's in your feminine. Because we live that life. You live that role and I live mine. You're just a big rugged man. <laughs> Knows what he wants in life and is emotionally intelligent. It's just, I mean, that's 
that's why we have the balance that we have mm-hmm. because you want to be that ultra feminine and I have no desire to, to be that way at all. Yeah, I don't feel an ass, an ass. I feel your ass all the time. <laughs> an ounce of masculinity in me. Yeah. Even when I have to like stand up. If I'm out by myself, I do kind of put that armor on a little bit. Like this morning, I definitely felt my masculine. But no, I don't. I don't feel as aggressive as I used to when I was in my masculine. I don't feel as much anger or hatred. Is there anything about me that you can think of as think of as in masculine that benefits the relationship? Gotta be honest, don't. I, and I don't know if that speaks to the fact that we're so solidified in our, our roles. Mm-hmm. But right, like I, I, even in the moments where you're like you're, you're sweet and tender with me. I don't view that as being feminine. Right. It's still very, that's my man in that moment yeah. being soft with me because I'm his wife. I don't know. It's a hard question. It's definitely a hard question. I am not in tune with my feminine side. If I have one, I think the extent of like anything that could be considered feminine with me would be like, I was going to say clothes, but even that, like, that's not a thing. I don't. No, I mean, you have your certain fabrics that you like to wear. Well, it's, yeah, because of textures, right. but it's not because I like. Right, it's not like you're bougie about right. it. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, have anything. Exactly. I really don't. <laughs> you have a very basic man skincare routine, you, you know. Yeah, I, I use bar soap. Right. With no, no washcloth. I just lather my hand and wash myself with the soap and get out of the shower. Right, but you also have the that facial cream that you use, I don't like have the a lotion choice. or whatever. Yeah, it's medicated though; it's a prescription. And that's all you use. That's it. I don't even wash my face in the shower. Such a man, self. That's a lie. I do wash my you face do. now that I went to the dermatologist. She said that that sulfur soap would help the beard dandruff. But I lived for thirty nine years before I washed my face. Like I would just rinse it off in the shower. I never put chemicals or anything on my skin, and I've always had good skin on my face. Mm-hmm. I just have really bad beard dandruff. Yeah. And that's that's not like that's like within the last fifteen years that that's been a thing. Before that, it wasn't an issue. You really just are all around. Just mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, ah, I am. I am in. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say my the cleanliness of my vehicles, but I mean that's not. It's just hygiene. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like my car super clean. It's my rolling office. So like my right. cars have to be pristine. I take more more care of the inside of my vehicles than I do any other part of anything I own. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways. All right. So that was three emails. You want to keep going? Yeah. Yeah, because I think we're only we're not even an hour in. So this one is titled Two Years and No Real Commitment. Okay. Hey guys, I have relatively recently happened upon you and so much of your advice has changed my perspective and my mindset for the better firstly i want to thank you so much for the work you've done for yourselves and for being willing to share that work with the rest of us it's truly a blessing that said i'll get into my situation and i'd like your take on it i have been seeing someone who i would describe as the love of my life for the past two years it's a pretty bold statement how are you seeing someone that the, the quotation makes me think of this isn't even an official. It, yeah, it's not. They're just talking. I think the love of your life would also be into you. 
Yeah, I would think that the love of your life after two years would be an official thing. Right. You guys would be on your way to getting married. Or maybe she feels that way and he doesn't. I don't know. It's a whole lot of speculation. I would marry her tomorrow if given the chance. However, that's not something that's on the cards. When we first started, I was not in a place where I wanted or was ready for a relationship. She was also not in a place in her life where she wanted a relationship either. We became friends with benefits and that quickly became best friends and slowly love grew from that combination. We aren't technically together. However, we haven't made formal disclosures to each other that we are boyfriend or girlfriends. This also seems to be the theme today. Right. But through our actions and presentation, you wouldn't know that. We basically live together at this point. We spend all of our time together. And there are some issues that prevent a furtherance of our relationship. That's so strange. I wonder what those issues are because the furtherance would be commitment. Firstly, I'm a little older than her. And I also have a young child. I have a lot more time and opportunity to find what I want in life to settle down. Or I've had a lot more time and opportunity to find what I want in life, to settle down and know my goals. Though I know she loves me deeply and she wants to be with me, she is hesitant to give up her freedoms. Girl, you got yourself a good man who knows what he wants in life, would marry you tomorrow. And you're like, uh. Just waiting on a level up. He's bookmarked. how i view that when people won't commit especially after that time frame you are wasting your time and they're practically living together no but they're not living together they still have their own place so they may have a whole bunch of shit there and they may be stuck up each other's asses but there's nothing there that's keeping them there at any Mm -hmm. point she can be like go home and don't come back yeah or he could be like that you know what i mean like this makes me sad yeah okay we spend almost all of our time together, but she feels safe in the fact she can escape to her own residence at any time, regardless of the fact that she has never needed to. She is also hesitant to commit to my child, as she hadn't planned to have kids up to this point, and she wants to ensure that she's ready before she offers that connection and commitment to someone. So wait a minute, she's not in the kid's life at all? Unless she's there when, like, if there's, like, split custody. Right. She has always been incredibly open and honest with her intentions, her situation, her mindset, and her expectations. Our situationship has been an incredible part of my life. It's been so open, honest, and I've never trusted or loved anyone so much in my life. I hate that term. Hmm. Situationship. Yeah. It's like you're trying to put a label on something that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You guys are either together or you're not. Right. Um, it has otherwise set the bar I have for relationships so much higher, regardless of our hurdles. We are approaching our two years, not together, but together versary. That's too complicated for me. Yeah, it's bullshit. Far too complicated. I have talked to her about more of a commitment or to give me some kind of hope that things may advance in the future. I've told her about maybe moving in together since her lease ends. Since her lease needs to be renewed soon, she can't promise me that she can't promise me that yet. Needs more time and isn't ready to give up on her lease. I want to give her the time and space she needs because I understand we are at different places in life, and I have no interest in dating anyone else. But I'm afraid of continuing to invest myself in a relationship she may never have the intention of actually having. Right. 
Did he say how old they are? Mm, I don't remember. No. I mean, dude, if you're like 38 and she's 21. Right. I got to be honest, after two years, I'd move on. And I'm not saying that they need to do that. I'm saying me personally, if I was being let on for that long, I would bounce. I would agree. Yeah, me too. Two years is not a long time. I could I could wipe that away and just call it, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it is what it is. We enjoyed a couple of years together. That's dope. But I want longevity. And if that's what I want and I know that she's not willing to commit or she's unsure, I'm good on that. I don't want to be somebody's maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a maybe baby. I know if I forced her hand, so to speak, she would choose me and step up to that role. But I don't, I don't feel ultimatums are healthy and she'd possibly grow to resent me and feel forced into a situation she wasn't ready for. So how so how long do you think it'll be before you start to resent her because you're pussyfooting and not going, look, I know my value. Mm-hmm. If you really want this, you'll commit to me and we can move forward with our life. And if you don't want this, just tell me. And I'll start looking for the next best thing. And then when I find it, you can kick rocks and I'll go about my life. Right. Like if we're just friends with benefits. Right. I'm going to behave accordingly. Just know I'm going to start dating. Yeah. Here with the, it's been almost two years. You haven't committed yet. I have a date next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Before I go on that date, would you like the opportunity to lock me down? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That'd be really shitty and hurtful and, and spiteful and foul as fuck. But yeah, That's, it makes me chuckle when I think about shit like that. That's the energy I have in my head. Mm-hmm. In reality, I'm very polite yeah. and taking account that situations have context and things. But in my mind, I am petty spaghetti. Change your best friend's name in your phone to a girl's name and just text him constantly. She'd be like, who are you talking to? Oh, it's Penny from the coffee shop. Who? <laughs> this is the girl that makes my coffee. She asked my phone number the other day. <laughs> Penny's so funny. I'm not even in a situation and I want to have a conversation with Penny. Petty spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Could you fucking imagine? (sighs) Look at you nervous laughing over there. You're getting heated a little bit, huh? I want to play a game. I just showed my crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like I said, that's the energy I have in my head. Nah, Penny would see that. <laughs> you would see it before Penny did, but it's going to be an experience. I could. Could you imagine that whole thing playing out? And him not saying anything, and then her going to the coffee shop the next morning. Who the fuck is Penny? <laughs> <laughs> One of two things is going to happen. There's going to actually be a Penny there, and she's going to be in a world of shit, and he's never getting good coffee again. Mm-hmm. Or two, she's going to look like a complete fucking nut job because nobody named Penny works there, and she'd be livid. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what insight do you possibly have for me? How can I better approach my conversations with her and express my concerns and my wants with her? 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And maybe give her a little bit of a nudge towards putting more serious thought into her future without making her feel forced, trapped, or overwhelmed. <sighs> How? Hang on. She. This is the last sentence. Okay. She definitely has commitment commitment issues. How can I help her pass these without pushing her into something she isn't ready for? Well, you just said you weren't willing to give her an ultimatum. So what are you gonna do? You're just gonna be fucking sitting on the bench waiting until the coach calls you into the game, like? Because that's what it sounds like to me. That is what it sounds like to me as well. You don't. You don't have to give an ultimatum. You can make it about you. Mm-hmm. I know my worth. I'm a good dude. I've always treated you right, and I know what I want. This I, isn't where I pictured myself. Right. I need commitment. I feel like I'm being strung along. Mm-hmm. Start with a label. We need just make this official. Mm-hmm. Just tell me I'm your boyfriend. You don't have to move in. You don't have to leave your place. Right. And if you can't tell me I'm your boyfriend. I know everything I need to know. My mind's going follow, 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 follow the yellow brick home. Back to your fucking apartment that you don't want to break the lease on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it is currently 4.08 p.m., Yep. and this email is long. How long? Long. Um, It's not showing me the page numbers. Eight. Okay. You just want to get into it? Yeah, I mean, we have another hour and 15 minutes. Okay. This is titled, Buckle In For This One, Guys. Okay. Can we go back to that other email for a second? It is gone. No, I meant like the conversation. Oh, yeah, of course. Why why would anyone allow themselves to be put in that position long term? And two years is is the start of long term. Like for me, the two to three year mark is like it's time to shit or get off the pot as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And and I got to be honest, being that. And I don't mean to call you names. But being that frail and not willing to fucking have a backbone is a problem. Maybe she's waiting for you to have some sort of aggressiveness or assertiveness. Like, hey. If he wants me bad enough. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll be upfront about right. it. Be like, look. Right. That also brings me to the thought of the the whole women making the men the men chase them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, ladies. Don't fucking do that. We're not men who, who are of quality character and who are busy and like know their value are not going to, to, to fuck with a woman playing hard to get. That indecisiveness and the fucking, the, the the petty nonsense that goes on and all that shit, you're not going to get a good man in that. A good man's not going to fucking play with that. I know my worth. If you, that's what you want to do, go do that with a child. Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand why people put themselves in that position. I guess that's the end of that, because otherwise I'm going to keep ranting. Before we started dating, 
You would send me a text message and I respond right away if I had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. There was no, oh, he called me. I'm going to wait two hours and call him back. Let him miss me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's petty games. You call me, I'm answering. Yep. And if I miss it, I'm calling you right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to show the person that you're actually invested. The idea of a man that's chasing that woman that's hard to get, eventually it gets to that hunt mm-hmm. where he's only chasing it, trying to land the creature. And once he gets it, he's, yeah, he's got his reward. Like, what's the point in trying any further? Because you, you've shown me at that point, you're not really committed. Like, there's no, right. this is a game for you. Now it's a game for me. And when the game is over, it's over. It's not like a... I win. Right. <laughs> Next. It's, yeah, it's not a long-term thing. Um, In medieval times, didn't kings like catch foxes and shit and then have them released in the morning so they could hunt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't catch the foxes, but yeah. Right. It, it was a whole thing orchestrated to make the king feel good about himself. Yep. Twas. All right. So this email's called Buckle In for this one, guys. Dear Chris and Peaches, I recently discovered your podcast on TikTok. It was a short clip of an episode with Chris ranting about a man not being able to pick up a dirty dish being bullshit. That video's got seven and a half million views. Wow. The one of me crying saying I love you has almost six million views. That's insane. And from that clip, you guys had me. I started binge watching, listening to your podcast. Across the way, I've come across topics or statements that I initially found off-putting. But after questioning myself on why I found those topics off-putting and if they were really bad... I have come to realize I want to implement traditional values into my marriage. Okay. How much of a brick wall was that for you? (laughs) It was a brick wall for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, like, once I, like, settled down, I'm really on, like, the whole, like, chicken getting comfortable in a nest. Right? Like, maybe it's springtime, evening glows, sun setting. There's like that ray of golden sunshine into my little chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just getting settled in my nest. And I'm just comfortable and happy in life. <laughs> and in those moments, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a traditional housewife. Stop it. <laughs> this is my life. And this is a life that I used to judge. And yeah. now I'm happy in it. Yeah. You're not the only one who said that. You know how many mm. emails? We, I mean, we get them all the time. Shit, we have no, people, we're reading it. <laughs> we have people in our personal lives that have been like, I, ha- I never thought I would want something like this. And I have it now. And it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy what you'll do when you stop allowing other people's opinions to sway your decisions on how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. When you are true to yourself, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is crazy who you meet. When you actually sit down and figure out who you are. The rest of my email hopefully will be structured enough to give you all the information and needed to give me advice. I am going to give all the information and ask my question. Okay. Relationship background. My now husband and I met and began dating when we were 18. We broke up a lot. The relationship in those beginning years was very toxic and there were a lot of problems. You were kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything from before I was 21 is null and void. Same goes for anybody that I got to be honest. I I go as late as 25. Yeah. Yeah. Because my my 18 to 25 was a mess. 
Like it was, it was a blur. I agree. I, doesn't the brain stop developing around twenty five? I don't know. I like twenty five. Yeah, twenty five and previous null and void. The last breakup was for a period of two years. We both dated other people during that time. I was in a long relationship with one person, and he dated a few people. I feel that those breakups, especially the last one, was very necessary for us to grow as individuals. Yeah, I agree with that. It makes sense. You get life lessons from that shit. Mm-hmm. This is the right person, wrong time. Mm-hmm. To learn what we value, what we want, etc. During that time apart, we both learned more effective ways to communicate, which was a huge issue for us in the past. He also took a wonderful job. He traveled the country for this job and really made a name for himself and not only his company, but in the entire field that he works in. When we got back together, I fully supported him traveling for his job. I never tried to make him feel guilty for it. I lived my daily life when he was gone and kept myself busy, whether it was going to the gym, working, making uh, meal prepping, hanging out with my family or his, etc., so I would not dwell on being lonely, and I would talk to him as much as I could. That's what you do. If you are with somebody who is away from home more often than not, and you get that loneliness and you want to seek it outside, go to family. Look at your friends. Get hobbies. Secluding. Secluding. Is that a word? Secluding. Mm-hmm. Yourself is going to enhance that loneliness feeling and that's how it opens up doorways for like emotional cheating because you're not going to vent to the person who you feel is pushing you into this corner. Right. This job allowed him to travel to Hawaii for work and also paid for me to go visit him once he was gone for two to three months. Oh, go visit him since he was gone for two to three months. That is an experience. I will always be not only grateful to the company for, but also him. I want to go to Hawaii. We can. I want to. I want to pick up like a lava rock. Can't do that. No, I mean, you can pick it up, but you can't take it with you. Oh, I know. I can't. I want. I want to hold it. Yeah, they're uh, the post office gets rocks, lava rocks mailed back to them constantly. Really? Yeah, they say that when you take lava rocks off the island, it it's it's a curse. Like bad bad shit happens to you, and the the Hawaiian post office gets letters mailed all the time with rocks in it, where people have had like deaths and job losses and home losses and fires and car explosions and all kinds of crazy shit and they just mail the rocks back to Hawaii. Can we touch it? Yeah, you can pick it up and hold it and walk on lava fields if you go to the big island. So it's if I take it. Yeah, if you take it home. It's gotta stay on the island. Okay. I'm gonna be speaking to Earth that day. Or whomever Gets angry at the rock taking. Like, I'm going to be extra careful. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to dust my feet off before I step on your lava rocks. Like, (laughs) uh, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable now. (laughs) I don't want the bad juju. Yeah. After his return from Hawaii, he knocked me up. (laughs) She put LOL. We began looking for a house, purchased one, and made it a home. We were 25 at the time. Current situation in life and marriage. We are now 28. We are two years into our marriage and we have a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old daughter who are both absolutely amazing. He no longer travels to the extent he did before, but he travels within the state and has gone four to five days of the week and is home on the weekends. 
He is a great father, and I know that he loves our daughters probably more than life itself. I also know that he loves me, even if my anxiety and bullshit sometimes tries to make me think otherwise. I know that's my issue, and he does love me. I laid out above his work week schedule. I also work 40 hours per week, Monday through Friday. During the week, I am solely responsible for everything in the house, for the family, etc. Because you're the only one there. Mm -hmm. Our finances are separate. This is something I have expressed my desire to change for. The sole reason that he makes easily three to four times my salary, and I feel it will just be easier to pay expenses and bills out of one account rather than split them. I agree with that, but there's a risk that comes into all of that. And and like if you guys are married and this hasn't happened yet, it may not. Why would you not, as a man, if you love your person, why would you not want to just put the money together and live together? The two of you become one. That includes your, your finances. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to find out when you're courting what somebody's credit score is. Because if you get married to somebody and their credit's fucking 200 and you got an 850 and you want to buy a house, good luck, bitch, because mm-hmm. their credit's fucking shot and yours isn't. Yeah. And, and most of the time, you can't do a single-person mortgage if you're married. Another name, the other person's name has to go on the mortgage. Um, it, That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was about to say, I it, it would also make sense to me, not just because he is the man of the household and the husband, he makes three to four times what she does. Right. So if what she makes could be just spending money for the family or if he needs something from Amazon, just shoot her a list of things or whatever. And then just pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, I have a whole lot of questions about that. Yeah. I would like to ask him why they haven't put the money together. Mm-hmm. Oop, I think I just found out why. Also, I have always struggled with overspending and financial responsibility. Well, there you go. You've shown him that you are not capable of handling the finances or, or being a part of it. And that could be a fear for him, too. If he's making all that money and you have access to the accounts and you blow all the fucking money, where's the savings? Mm-hmm. Where's the emergency funds, you know? I have tried to work on this for years, but have yet to find a system or something that clicks for me to where I no longer have that issue. What worked for me is I like having a house. Yeah. I like my foods, my food, my kids being able to have access to food. If I need to get them to the hospital, I have a car. If I don't know. Yeah. Knowing that if when I learned that I wasn't able to pay my rent because I overspent to make myself feel better and my kids' life stability was in jeopardy. That was... Your wake-up call? That was the wake-up call. Yeah. Hearing that should be enough to go, I don't want to be in that situation. That was a scary fucking situation to be in. Right. Well, with her being able to overspend her own money and him be able to financially cover cover everything still means that she's never going to be in that position. Because even though they're married mm-hmm. or their um, their finances are separate, they're still married. He's not going right. to let them lose the house. It's not like he's going to let her lose her car or make sure the kids aren't fed. Like I suggested in the past that my paychecks go into his account and I essentially get a monthly allowance or spending money to work with. That would make sense. I agree. When I suggested this, his response was something to the effect of, we are grown-ups, I think we should be able to handle our money. Well, it's not our money. Right, it's separate. Should have said our own money. Mm-hmm. His, re- his response was upsetting to me. 
I felt I was reaching out for help while also suggesting that I viewed, also suggesting what I viewed as a solution. Yeah, I would have readdressed that. I've been like, look, I understand this might be a frustrating topic for you. And I apologize that my actions have built this up in you. I am reaching out for help because I am recognizing that this is causing issues in our marriage. And I don't want this to be the problem. Right. I, I'm trying to fix this and I'm asking you for help on that. Right. Well, if he's making 100000 a year and she's making 20000 a year mm -hmm. and they're married, like knowing that he was making that kind of money, there could be a fear there that this was a level up for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a real fear for, for men, especially now, like especially now. You can make that number and that number goes like it, it really changes when you go, well, if she makes a hundred grand and he makes four or five hundred grand, like mm -hmm. there's a big difference in those incomes. Right. But it still doesn't make sense to me that you would not put your money together if you're married and, and like just it's supposed to be the two of you together versus the world, not versus each other. Right. I don't know. I couldn't imagine us not just putting the money together if we had to split everything and you paid all your bills and I paid all my bills like. That doesn't make sense because it's not your bills and my bills. It's our bills. Like, yeah, everything's literally combined. Right. That's the whole point of being married. Mm -hmm. Yo, I need rent money. Okay, roommate. PayPal it to me. Yeah. You got that cash app, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. I understand that that works for some people. It just, it, it, Works for a lot of people. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. That takes away the, I don't know, the intimacy in our marriage, the trust in our marriage. That's just the trust that we have. I hold very high. I love our marriage. I love you. <laughs> love what we have. All the love. Love, love, love. <laughs> He mentions on many occasions me quitting my job and staying at home with our girls. I used to be very against this idea. Now it seems pretty damn appealing to me. However, in all caps, the conversation about money above makes me pause. Why? If we can't even have joint finances while I am bringing money into the account, how are we going to function solely on his income? Because you are currently working for your own income and not doing the stay-at-home mom thing. Mm -hmm. You are not a dependent. You're bringing income in. You there's that's a very different scenario. Mm -hmm. It is a very different scenario. If it you is. were going to work full time and and doing that, like I would still want to put our money together to thrive and live, but it's a lot easier. I, I don't know. I just that's that's a very different thing. Knowing that you're a stay at home and like I'm I'm providing for everything. When you ask me for money, I have no problem giving it to you. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter of me giving it to you unless you're asking me for cash and it happens to be in the money clip. You know, we, you have access to all the accounts. I'm the one that moves the money around because I handle finances. So if you're like, I want to spend $500 on Amazon. I'm like, all right, hang on. Let me see what we got. Nope, mm -hmm. it's not there. You have to wait a week. Like that's normal relationship shit. Yeah. I couldn't imagine even with split account, split bills, whatever. Are you spending three, $500 without letting your person know? That's a good question too. Cause that seems more sneaky to me than. Well, if they're finances are split she doesn't have to explain it or even mention it and if she's here's a thought if she's getting a shit ton of amazon packages mm -hmm. and he's aware that she's spending her money like that and he she's showing him that she's not financially responsible why would he want to put the bank accounts together because then she could just spend his money too yeah and he probably views it that way if she's a stay-at-home and he gives her an allowance and she's taking care of the kids 
I mean, I don't know how much money she makes, but if they've got two kids, I, I would imagine she's working to pay daycare. Mm-hmm. Daycare is not cheap. No, no, it's not. I agree with what you said about if she's getting a bunch of Amazon packages regularly. That would definitely be a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. I know it is possible for our family to be supported on his income, but all caps. Am I going to have access to any funds for myself? In one of your episodes, Chris, you said you make sure Peaches has X amount of money in her account or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I feel that is a similar, similar. There's a lot of S's going on right now. I feel that is a similar setup. <laughs> Sim, similar. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Similar setup. Similar. Similar. I always say similar. That's how I always say it too. Similar. But. I feel that is a similar setup to what I suggested in the past and which I was told wasn't going to happen for our marriage. Right. But you were also <laughs> working at that point. When I gave you, when we set up that allowance, you weren't working. No, no, I wasn't. Right. You're a stay at home and I have to yeah. make sure that you have spending money. Mm-hmm. And even though you have a set amount, if you spent that set amount every single day. It's a problem. We'd be fucking broke. Mm hmm. Because I want to make sure that you have emergency money in there. And like, I, I don't know, people, when we, when you made that video and you were talking about how much money I give you and make sure that you have in your account, people made it sound like you were just blowing that every single day. Yeah. And that was not what we indicated. Mm-hmm. That money is there if you need it. If you're like, oh shit, he put money in the account, let's go spend it. Yeah. That's not financially responsible. It's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. If, if he's doing that thing where he gets his paycheck and he's like, all right, new golf clubs, new truck, new hat, new clothes, new cleats, new camera gear. It's Monday. Babe, I need $20 for food this week. I spent my paycheck. Would you want to give him money? You can go cook them new cleats you got. Yeah. Got some soy sauce in the fridge. How's them them golf clubs taste? Priorities matter, man. They really do. A note about me. I suffer from anxiety and depression. I have this managed very well with medication, and I feel that I'm in a good place currently. I also have ADHD. I was diagnosed just within the last year or so as an adult. Learning that made a lot of things suddenly make more sense to me. For a long time, I wondered why I couldn't just start on one thing and finish all the way through without wanting to start five other things and ultimately give up on all of them or just forget about them. I tried medication for that and honestly just didn't like the way I was feeling. It also made me sweaty, like disgustingly sweaty, For the months that I was on the medication. I ultimately went off the meds and have tried to implement different processes to help me. I.e. I repeat the mantra of don't just put it down, put it away when I'm doing things. I have to do that too. I'm really bad with my earbuds. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. When I come home from work, I do not go into relaxation mode right away. I keep my shoes on or I switch into a pair of house shoes, my Crocs. And that somehow tricks me into feeling like I need to keep moving and completing tasks. Prior to having our children, I was a kick-fucking-ass housekeeper. I mean, the place was fucking immaculate. Since having our daughters, I find it much harder to keep up on everything through the week. Dishes and laundry will pile up. I will still vacuum and sweep up crumbs and dinner messes, etc. But the lengthier tasks get pushed to the side and end up piling up. 
This has caused problems for us, but it recently it is not as big of an issue. For the past few months, he has paid one of his nieces to come to our house for a few hours a day of the week to help me by cleaning when I'm at work. This has made a world of difference for me not feeling as overwhelmed by housework. So there's another expense. Mm-hmm. What traditional values I feel we have already adopted. When speaking of things my husband does, these are the things he does when he gets home, so they are mushed into two to four days. He is the one who takes care of the yard work. He is the one who repairs or fixes anything that needs to be, that needs it in the home or outside of the home. I feel safe and protected by him. When he is gone, I harbor a lot more anxiety about what could happen if someone breaks in, if there is a fire, etc. When he is home, those thoughts do not even enter my mind. I'm curious as to what plan she has in place in case any of those things happen. Because if you're if you're not making plans for those scenarios and like practicing them and like mentally preparing yourself for that shit, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it through those kind of situations. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Oh yeah, I'm over here. Th- I think about all that shit constantly. Yeah. When I am home, like the kids say, the kids are at dad's house. You're away from the house for four hours, and I'm home by myself. I I have the pew pew next to me. Yeah. Wherever I'm at. Yeah. I have escape routes. Yeah. Another example is I am terrified of storms, specifically when there is a tornado watching or warning. A tornado watch or warning. I will not sleep. I will wait and watch the storm pass, constantly wondering when the time is that I need to go into action mode and get everyone to the basement for protection. When my husband is home, I trust him to know when that time is. And I'm so much more at ease. So it's not, he doesn't just magically know. Right. He is feeling the same stress you're feeling. He just handles it better. Yep. He's feeling everything you're feeling just a little bit more managed. I just wanted to point that out in case that isn't known. The sense of safety, the sense of safety also spans to being in public with him versus being in public without him. He maintains my vehicle. When we go out, he pays, always, even if I offer. While we both work, he brings in the bacon and pays the mortgage, so we have a roof over our head. So I'm certain that there is more he does, but I am blanking. I am responsible for all the child-rearing duties, you could say. I do all the routines with the girls morning, day, and night. I handle those schedules on top of my own. I would say one of my responsibilities is all of the housekeeping. I try my hardest to keep up with it. I have been better, but sometimes it is hard. My husband does help me with these when he is home. He will switch the laundry, start a load of dishes, etc. On the weekends, he does a fat majority of the cooking. This is one, because he's an amazing cook, and two, he has told me he enjoys it. Three, he loves to smoke meat. He's a barbecue enthusiast, if you will. He calls himself King Smoke. And I don't know how to use a smoker. This man really goes, don't worry, baby. King Smoke's got it. I am here for it. I love it when people nickname themselves. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it stuck. 
I was really expecting people to go, oh, you really? You want to play pages? And everyone was like, oh my God, yes. I felt super supported in it. He has told me recently that he would like to not do the cooking as much, so I've tried to make it a point to cook more when he is home. Even if he wants barbecue or really anything on the grill, he still does that himself. Though, if he wants. What I would like to change. I want to quit my job and stay home. I don't know if that means tomorrow or in a year, but I know my views on this have changed and I want to be at home. I feel this will allow me to get back to keeping up on the housework along with many other benefits I am sure I do not need to spell out to you. It's so crazy to me that that's where she went with that. Why? Because she's got two little kids. Mm-hmm. Right. She's really hung up on the cleaning of the household. Right. I want to be a stay at home so that I can I can be present mm-hmm. for my children. Being able to maintain the house is a whole lot easier for their full time. Yeah. It, you can take care take your kids out of daycare. You can raise your children with your values the way that you see fit versus having other people do it for you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Daycares are, are a beneficial thing. You know, if you have there's there's reasons for that obviously you can get specialty things we have our kid in a our, both of our kids in a christian daycare mm-hmm. but there's speech therapists at the schools yeah and little man needs that you know what i mean like there's things that they're getting from that but when they're we've already discussed the homeschooling thing when it gets to that time we're gonna pull them i don't know i don't know i you know you would think that at that age shit even if she kept him in daycare if they can afford to keep him in daycare, he wouldn't have to pay somebody to come and clean the house. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have to cook anymore. Yeah. Like he could have that traditional value shit and all they would need is a, a, an allowance set up mm-hmm. or a fucking separate bank account that he puts X amount of money in every week for her to buy groceries and gas and have like her little gas card to do what she wants to do. The problem with that is at what point is it going to become more of a hangout and not taking care of the mom duties and the house duties and the wife duties because you're not working and he is. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem too, which is why these conversations need to be had. Expectations need to be laid out. If you can get your housework done and stay on top of it because he's fucking gone all week and the kids are in daycare, realistically, there's not like a whole lot of mess. You're not cleaning up after one. You don't have to make dinner every single night. Like you have a whole lot of free time doing that shit. Yeah. This might sound petty, but when he is home on the weekend, I do not want to take the trash out. I do it through the week. That is fine because it has to be done. However, when he is home, I feel that should be his responsibility. I agree. There is a list of home improvements that need to be done. We have discussed them at length. I understand he is not home for a majority of the week. On the weekend, no one wants to work all weekend long every weekend. Nope, they don't. However, this list isn't getting crossed off, and I do not have the skill set to do a lot of these things. Ask him to hire somebody. I'd YouTube it. He makes three to four times more money than you do. Mm. Babe, sliding doors broke. I can't fix it myself. Can you fix it? Two weeks goes by, be like, babe, I know that you're out of town right now, but I'm about to to throw a chair through this fucking door. I've asked you to fix it for two weeks. Can you either fix it this weekend or hire somebody to come out here and fix the door? Mm. It's a very out of sight, out of mind thing for him. He right. doesn't live in the house. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I want these projects to start and finish. For context, we have discussed new flooring in our bathroom. We have the tile already. We want to finish out our basement. We need to paint and finish the floors. And you expect him to do all this shit on his days off while not being in the house and not mm-hmm. being around his kids and not being around his woman. Trying to completely kill your intimacy because that's what's going to happen. 
that has to be like a take a vacation, a staycation. Yeah. And knock out the home renos. Yep. Or fucking pay someone to do it. Mm -hmm. If I can afford to pay somebody to do a job, I'm not doing shit myself. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to pay somebody to do it and I'm going to enjoy my downtime. Mm -hmm. Too fucking busy. I I don't want to worry about that shit. Like, I don't know. It's different between having a project that you want to do and another one that is sitting there staring at you face and you're staring at you in the face knowing that you need to do it. But in doing so, it means that you're going to be living in a mess the whole time you're home. When you come back, you're probably still going to be in one because mm-hmm. you're not going to get those big projects done in a weekend. Yeah, I'm good on that. My question for you two. How would you two, how would you suggest or what advice do you have to where we can implement traditional marriage values or family values when it's just me and my girls through the week and my husband is only home on the weekends? Maybe I'm overthinking and it really wouldn't be that hard at all. Yeah, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't at all. Yeah, it really wouldn't be. You you taking care of the garbage and doing the shit on the on the, during the week when you're the only one there is is your duty. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't here and I was on vacation for a week, would you leave the garbage in the garbage can until I got home? God, no. Right. You take care of the shit. If you left for a week and, and went to see your mom in another state, I wouldn't starve to death, and I wouldn't. You wouldn't come home to a giant pile of laundry and me wearing dirty clothes. I, I can still take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So can you. So if you're if he's not there, he can't do the traditional roles. But the the honeydew list needs to be cleaned out for sure. Definitely. Then that needs to be a paid thing. Mm-hmm. If he can't do it and he doesn't want to do it, he needs to pay someone. I don't want to cut the grass. I hired a lawn company. I'm not fucking out there cutting grass. 110 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Nope. Big old nope. Not doing that. Good on that. Yep. Doesn't mean that it doesn't get done and you don't have to deal with it. No, I don't. I don't even have to think about it. Right. What suggestions do you have on the topic of finances? How should I navigate this topic in a way to convey that I want to quit my job and stay home? But, all caps, I need to know that financially I will not have extreme restrictions. Receiving an allowance. How do we decide what that amount will be? Well, how the hell are we supposed to know that? We don't know how much money he makes. We don't know how much your monthly bills are. We don't know what your car payments are. We don't know how much you're paying for daycare. Like... That's a you question. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, this is a very simple, direct conversation. Babe, I don't want to work anymore. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I know that you make enough money to do it. Mm-hmm. I need you to cover all of all, all of my bills, which is X amount of dollars a month, and I would like to still have X amount of dollars every month to spend for like personal items. If I want to get my hair, hair done or my nails done or if I want to buy something off Amazon, can we make this happen? The worst that's going to happen is he's going to say no. Sounds a whole lot better to, to have a definitive answer than to speculate on what may or may not happen. Maybe he comes back with a, I can't afford to give you that and pay all of your bills. So how about I pay all your bills and give you this instead? Mm-hmm. And if that's not acceptable to you, then it just means you don't want to be at home as bad as you think you want to be at home. Losing that extra income is going to hurt no matter what. It is. That will definitely be felt. Yeah. I want to know what kind of extreme restrictions she's thinking about. I don't move money around. I, I, I have access to the accounts. I see how much money we have sitting there. That's it. I really don't even check them often. Right. I really get a, a quick glimpse of them as I'm going into my own account to see what I can spend when I go to Starbucks. I'm kidding. I don't go to Starbucks. It's that was a joke. Right. Um, 
So what what is that extreme restriction is that she's speaking on? I think maybe she's afraid of being financially abused or not having an income, not being able to spend money. But maybe this will also help her her stop her fucking bullshit spending. The overspending she's got going on. Right. How much credit card debt do you have? This needs to be a part of that conversation. What's your car payment? Like these these are these are conversations that you need to have with your husband. We can't even remotely give you those those suggestions. Mm-hmm. If you agree to a certain amount of money in the bank account like we have and it goes under and he has to constantly put money in, eventually he's going to stop putting money in it because you're fucking spending like crazy. And if you don't have a worry about where it's coming from, you have to worry about where it's going. Mm-hmm. And that's also the downside of, of some of the traditional lifestyle is if you just think you can spend, 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 eventually that money's not going to be there and then you're going to be resentful and then he's going to be super stressed out because money's not there. You guys need to have a conversation about your finances. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enjoy listening to your podcast and I hope that people and I hope that people who give you to so much hate will one day take the time to listen and understand that there is nothing wrong with how you two are living your lives. Yeah. You are two consenting adults who have an amazing who have amazing communication skills. PS, I know you said that you may not be reading these emails on the podcast anymore, that you will redirect to Patreon. I just need to know what tier I need to sign up for to get some help. Um, so we are not doing Patreon expedited reads at all anymore. All of the emails being from Patreon subscribers and regular subscribers are just getting dumped into one folder by our screeners. And then from that one folder, it gets put into three other folders. Um, but we will be reading emails if there's things that we can help people with. Um, every once in a while, we may get a bullshit email through there, but the podcast will always be emails. Our other content will always be specific other content. But the podcast itself will always be emails. So even in the event that we stop doing everything that we're doing and we're only doing the podcast, the podcast itself will still be emails because that's how we built the platform. It is. So it doesn't make sense to change that. It's not broken. Don't fix it. Mm -hmm. But we want to add other shit. We've actually thought about creating other channels. We have the um, 200 to be better channel, which was the reaction channel, which we haven't put anything on in a while. Um, because we've been so busy doing other shit that like we haven't had time. Literally everything else. We've been doing everything else. Yep. But that schedule's changing, so I would recommend that you join Patreon though mm-hmm. at the fifteen dollar tier. Um, especially if you can swing it because of the Discord. There's a whole lot of stay at homes in there. Yeah, a lot of them. Whole lot of parenting chats and like there's that that community's is gangster. Like when it comes down to it, you will never find a more solid community of people because everyone there is exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. They want that life and they're doing the work to get it. And the ones who join that aren't willing to do the work leave. They do. I see, I see probably 200 people a month drop off of Patreon mm-hmm. where we're gaining hundreds on top of it. Cause we're up to, I think 1200 in, in Patreon now. Wow. Yeah. Or we're real close to it. If we're not actually to 1200 yet, we're close. Um, and, and every day I log in, there's new notifications. There'll be two or three deletions and 10 or 15 ads. It, it is what it is. The people that utilize the content and, and find the value will keep paying for it. I'll say the people who see the value stay. Yep. And now that we're doing the vlogs and all the extra content in there, it, it's continuing to grow. Did you lose your vape? Looking for my phone. Oh. Oh, she's under the thickness. Wish I was under the thickness. You can be. <laughs> Go down on the thickness. Mm. The song. (laughs) 
Oh, wait. Oh. It's Get Down With The Sickness? What is the song? I don't know what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is that song? Wake up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. Down with the sickness. Oh. Yes. That one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Go down on the thickness. <laughs> hot in here. Can't breathe. Well, you get yourself together. I have to pee. Okay, fantastic. I, I need a moment. Do you want to knock out another email or do you want to call it? Let's do one more. Okay. Unless we get like, unless it's super long. I found one that's three. Okay. Three let, yeah, let's do that and then we'll call it because by the time I edit this, it'll probably be down to like a minute, an hour and 30 minutes. And I, I'd like to be closer to two hours at least. Okay. So. so this one is called communication help. Okay. Hello, I've been watching your podcast and absolutely love the content you have and it has helped me in my own way of thinking and processing. Wanted to reach out for some advice on how to better approach communication with my ex-husband with which we have two children together. A little backstory to our situation. We are both 30 years old and I've been divorced for a little over a year now. Our first child was born about two years into our relationship she had several severe medical issues, which resulted in open heart surgery at six months old. That's horrifying. It is. Having a very stressful pregnancy and medical issues after put a lot of strain on our marriage, which neither one of us knew how to deal with. Then we had the financial stress of doctor bills, another pregnancy, and moving houses. During both pregnancies, I worked full time and paid for all of our living expenses even during the months I had maternity leave while he was only responsible for the groceries. He would sometimes even let that responsibility fall to the wayside. It compounded over the years and was never dealt with appropriately. I would 100% say and agree that I had resentment towards him because of it. And I have owned up to my own faults of the downfall of our marriage and have been very transparent with him on my failings which was shutting down and not being able to communicate. We had conversations once in a while about things that bothered one another, but ultimately nothing was worked on through either party. Right. Because you guys continue to, to keep doing mm -hmm. because you knew that the other person wasn't willing to do things. Yeah. Money can really fuck up a relationship. It can. It really can. Yep. Were you ever worried about that during the hurricane? Yeah, yeah, I worry about it all the time. There, I, I, babe, I promise you that there are not a lot of things in life that I get stressed out over. I stress over money constantly. No, I meant like money causing issues between us. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah all the time. So why, why do you think I posture so hard after the storm? I did a lot in a very short amount of time to make sure that we were okay. I over postured to make sure that we were taken care of. I, I worry about money. I worry about how things will go in the event that that we can't pay daycare or the fucking mortgage can't be paid and they they repo the house. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole lot of fucking fear in all of that for me. I, I, I think about that shit a lot. And we we've had a couple of months where like things got paid on time, but like there was no money left mm -hmm. after the storm. And we don't have to worry about that shit now. But when we first got together, that was not even remotely a concern because we had three businesses that were running making very good money yeah um things things change that's just the way that you know sometimes you're gonna have tight times and like if you don't prepare for that shit 
You find yourself selling shit off to make ends meet. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, money can create a whole lot of problems. And when money gets tight and that stress gets there, things that you would otherwise not fight over becomes very trying. I'm going to give you an example. And I'm not saying this will happen with us, but I've seen it happen with other couples. You and I, you're a very goofy person. I am. Right? You like to make crack jokes and like Mm -hmm. dance and, and do things. And I'm a very serious person. And in those relationships, when you have somebody like me that gets stressed out over finances, those things can become not quirky anymore. And like, why are you always dancing and playing? Don't you see we got all these fucking problems going on right now? And like, it, it becomes a very big thing between people. Um, I don't think that that would ever become a thing because even though I worry about finances, I know that I have a trade that I can fall back on and go back to and make money. Like, I'm not worried about that aspect, mm-hmm. but I do worry about the quality of our life decreasing. And that is enough to stress me out all the time. I'm sorry you live with that. It is what it is. I mean, it's I was homeless for three years. Like, I don't want to ever... I've started over in life three times, too. Like, I don't want to fucking do that ever again. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I want to do it. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. It is what it is. I, I don't, I don't want to ever move backwards. I don't want to ever go back to shit. I want to keep moving forward and, and keep growing. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I appreciate the stress that you put yourself through for us. Yeah. No, it is what it is. I benefit from it. You benefit from it. Life yeah. is good. I'm getting emotional, so I'm going to... Okay. I love you. I love you, too. I'm going to get back to reading. It's too late. I'm crying. <laughs> That's funny. I, I really do want to level up. I, I have, I have like... My vision board over the last six months has changed a lot. Yeah. Internally. A lot, a lot. And like we had, we had the Tennessee house on the vision board and we had all these plans. And right now the vision board doesn't even have anything on it, but my mental vision board has short-term goals and very long-term goals. And if I can make those long-term goals happen in the next five years, excuse me, our life would look very different than it does right now. Yeah. And we will have our own little tribe of people and like, you know, to be better will be a huge brand and not just a, a podcast. And then we're working on that. So I very much enjoy the helping and like the community aspect of all of this, but I love the business aspect of it. It's yeah. fun to me. Okay, I'm composed. Okay. We can get back to the email. We were married just shy of four years and together for a total of six. When the divorce process started, things were very unpleasant between us because he didn't want the divorce and was bitter and resentful with me from day one. Curious if she had to pay alimony. I don't know. I've been able to cope with his reaction and deal with it so it doesn't tear down my emotional state because I have worked hard on fixing my trauma from our relationship. He has always had the mentality that he will do whatever it takes to make me hurt and suffer the way he has. I have set up boundaries with him like limiting our communication solely to the children because without that boundary, he will walk all over me and call me names the second he gets upset with me. Wow. He recently crossed that boundary with calling me derogatory names. Right after that situation occurred, I blocked his number from my phone and told him I would let him contact the children during our agreed upon time and I would communicate with him if an emergency happened. That fueled his anger towards me and in turn he contacted local law enforcement and turned it into a whole different situation. Now it has transpired over to things with the children even more because he is solely worried about making my life as difficult as he possibly can. I've had an extremely hard time dealing with that mentally from him 
because I've worked my ass off to make sure our kids are affected as little as possible from the situation. I'm curious if there's a court order there in terms of like visitation rights and shit like that, because if he's that vindictive of a person, I, you know, there's got to be a fear for the kids and like the way that he may behave around the kids. Like right. he's obviously clearly an unstable person. And I got to be honest, this is one of the situations where a lawyer needs to be involved in, in like court ordered visitation needs to be set. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be adhered to. And, and, and you could even go as far as supervised and they have mediators that he would have to contact and the mediator would contact her to do the supervised vision so that she doesn't have to be in contact with him. Yeah. It's wild to me that people would act like that around their kids. Me fucking too. Yeah. A side note in our divorce agreement, he does not pay me child support because at the time we were on a 50-50 schedule. Also, I have to pay for child care up front at the beginning of each month for the entire month, which ranges anywhere from $1,100 to $1,300. Yep, shit's not cheap. And he has 30 days to pay me half. Also, he started a new job during a divorce and makes more than I do now. So ultimately, I'm struggling to find a common ground in our communication, especially when I need help providing items for our children. With his job, the kids are with me during the school year full time and he has them six days out of every month. So why haven't you gotten the uh, child support amended? Right. I have brought to his attention and have asked multiple times for help with buying diapers and food. But each time I've asked for his help in providing some of the basic items for children, I get the same answer every time. You wanted this. I'm not going to waste my money on helping you. Wow. So he's not willing to take care of his kids. And he only sees them six days a month. Yeah, I would revisit. Yeah, I would get agreement. a lawyer. Yeah. Absolutely get a lawyer. I would absolutely get a lawyer. And 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 so I don't know what state you're in. And I don't know if the child support set, set up is the same way through all states. Mm-hmm. But he's not being an active parent. He's not helping you financially support the kids. No. In Florida, they put both of your incomes together and then split it 55-45. The mom pays 45, the dad pays 55. Um, he will be responsible for medical. So he has to have insurance on the kids. Um, dental, all of that shit has will be done through the court system. And if he's making more money than you are now, that child support will go quite up. You know, they'll actually do that. And I don't know, I don't know if it's too late, but you could probably even make the case for alimony, depending mm-hmm. on how long you guys have been split. I, I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't know about the alimony thing. I know the child support thing can be amended whenever. I don't know if you had proof that he was threatening you and that he was calling you names and and putting you in a position of fear. I don't know. I don't want to say that you could take the kids from him, but you could definitely make it so that he couldn't see them on visit without visitation or um, supervision. So she goes on to say that she's communicated that she needs help with the kids. She feels that he's just blinded by his hatred for her, which is affecting their co-parenting relationship. She said, I know I can ultimately go to go the legal route, mm-hmm. but I want to. to try one last time to be able to solve it amongst ourselves and better our communication in the end. Nope. Skip that. Yeah. I would go the legal route. Yep. Go the legal route. I also got to be honest. What do you mean co-parenting? He's got the kids six days out of the month. That's not co-parenting. Yeah. That's He's not. a babysitter. And at some point there's going to be a dire situation with those kids mm-hmm. when he starts bad mouthing you to the children when he's got them. And they come home and not respect you so much because dad said blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
that that you guys need to stop that shit immediately. If you can't effectively co-parent, having the court system involved is like a contract. It's just enforced differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about that. That's a that's not a healthy situation. It's not, not for anybody in it. Nope. I don't understand why people are like that towards their exes. It's a whole lot of energy to be angry like that and to be mean. I'd just rather not talk to somebody. Yeah, it really is a lot of energy. Yep. I got nothing else. Um. Yeah, I, I would get a lawyer. I would go sit down with a lawyer and explain the entire situation. Bring up the, the fact that he got the law involved and, and all of that. Bring up the fear. Everything. The fact that he's got a good job now. That you no longer have 50-50 and that you have sole custody of the kids. He only gets them six days a month. He doesn't help with daycare. He doesn't help with the medical bills. Lay it all out. Depending on the state that you're in, you could really fucking be vindictive. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say that because there's too many women that take advantage of that shit. But in this situation, it sounds like it needs to happen. I agree. Yeah. Well, we have to be at sushi in an hour. Mm -hmm. So we can call it if you would like. Yeah, I want to go powder my nose and get ready. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, remember, you are the authors of your own life. So grab a pen. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye, guys.